Hello, Benny. Tyler. How's it going? It's going. (laughs) Remember uh, that Ready Player One movie? I do. What did you think of it? I actually quite enjoyed it, and it got me very excited for the sequel. So much so that I, uh, the book, the Ready Player Two, the book is out, and I've been heavily debating uh, getting it through Amazon's uh, audio Audible. That's oh it. yes. Hmm. So I'm I'm very excited for it. I thoroughly enjoyed the first one. I think it was a nice glimpse into where we're eventually and inevitably heading in terms of VR. Yeah. So I can't wait for a sequel. Yeah, I had a lot of fun with the first one. It was it was a good time. Mm. And yeah, I guess in the like least surprising news ever. As soon as the sequel book kinda came out, then they were like, Yeah, we're doing another movie too. And I'm I'm pumped about that and I mean that makes sense. Like the first one was a massive massive success. Yeah. And let's be real, like if they had the ability to make a sequel to it, they would have done it already if it weren't for the fact that they had to wait for the next book. Yeah. So I can't say that I'm surprised that now that the the next chapter or the next book is out, next chapter in the series, that they were like, okay, it's out, hit the ground running, let's fucking go. Yeah. I'm I'm curious if Spielberg comes back for it. Oh, yes. That's a good question, isn't it? Yeah. You think he will? It, it seems like, you know, with the exception of the franchises that he, like, you know, started. Yeah. That when he does anything, it's like, yeah, I'll step in and I'll do this and help, like, launch it. And it seems interesting. Mm-hmm. But he, he seems like a one and done kind of guy. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I almost don't think he comes back. No, I don't think he does either. Which, I mean, I, we'll have yeah. to wait and see, I guess. Yeah. So be curious who does it. I'm, like, I'm curious what the story is for the second one, too. Yeah, and I'm also curious if they're going to use the original cast. Because, like, I mean, all we have right now is information, like, that it's in the works, that they're, you know, getting their ducks in a row for this. But there's no, um, like, definitive answer on who's going to be penning the script based off the book. Yeah. They don't have a director attached yet. And there's not even any confirmation as to any of the original characters reprising their roles. Yeah. But I think it's just because it's too early. I mean, if you were in that first movie, I think you'd be pretty silly not to fucking take an offer to do the second one. Yeah, pretty much. And like, I mean, there's like, do you bring back Ben, you know, Mendelssohn? Probably not, you know, because he was the bad guy in the first one. Yeah. I think it's just like, as far as the core characters go. (laughs) Yeah, like Sam and Peg, and then uh, the dude and the girl. They probably mm-hmm. come back. So, but yeah, I mean, I'm all right with this. Yeah, me too. Except so. now that I know that it's happening, now it just puts forth that whole. Yeah, I guess I'm just gonna fucking sit here and wait. Yeah, yeah, and then also, like, do I want to listen to the audiobook, or do I want to just watch the movie? I would prefer to watch the movie, but I mean, pre like this, all the casting and all that stuff, then pre-production, then filming, then post-production, and they'll want like a nice summer release and hopefully COVID is, you know, 
out of the way by then. Like, I don't think we're visually going to see this film for like at least two years. Oh yeah. At least it's a, it's a few years away, but I'll watch another one. Mm hmm. Well, in other news, it looks like we're getting two Batman stories and six movies per year going to be split between theaters and HBO Max. Yeah. From the, from the DC universe there. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, holy crap. Yeah. Yeah, so it's they like, kind of... Nope, go ahead. I, I'm, I'm just scrolling because I'm curious when... It says two Batman stories and six movies per year in a split, theaters and streaming. Does that mean like, okay, six movies is per year split between, or are they genuinely going to do two fucking Batman stories every year, one in the theaters and one online? No, I think like, I'm just scrolling through to see if it's in here, but I think like they confirmed that like two Batman stories are, you know, going to be done. And then I believe the six movies per year is what they're kind of aiming for for as like a release, you know, in the coming years. That's a lot. Yeah. By doing it's, four in theaters and then two on HBO Max. It's it's exciting and simultaneously terrifying. Yeah. Because, I mean, there's like a lot of good that can come out of this. I am excited for like Pattinson's Batman and I hope they keep doing some more of those mm-hmm. i mean that's sight unseen other than the trailer but it looks really good so far yeah but i mean it typically no one really lasts is playing the batman for more than like i think christian bell was the longest running one in three films yeah and yep. i am excited for like the new flash movie yeah but then i gotta think like if their goal here is two batman films and six other films like that's exciting because hopefully that means they're going to start drawing off of other interesting stories and characters from the DC universe. Yeah. But then that also has me concerned if they're going to start pulling from like some of the fucking shitty storylines and the shittiest plot lines and making, you know, feature films that involve characters that no one really gives a fuck about, which would then in turn not garner any interest or viewership. And then they scrap this whole thing. Yeah. And it, like some of the interesting stuff they say in here too is like they're going to do more spin-off uh series like on HBO Max. So like right now they have like that Batman spin-off which is based on like the Gotham PD, right? Yeah. And then they got um the Suicide Squad spin-off. And so they say they're going to plan to do more of those. And then they also said which this is the really interesting part which I think is where DC was headed is they say like to make all these storylines work, they're going to do the multiverse route where, so it's like that way you can have two Batmans, you know, that are different people, Mm -hmm. which that flash movie is going to introduce that. Right. Yeah. I hope they like actually tie it and explain it. And like, you know, throughout, this whole saga here reinforce the multiverse. Yeah. Cause I mean, for them to just like say in a news headline, like, yeah, it's a multiverse. That's why you have two Batmans and then just do two Batman movies and then do two Superman movies that are yeah. completely different. And like, like, like if it's going to be a multiverse, it needs to be a multiverse where there's, you know, some 
distinction. Like, I don't want multiple Batman, multiple Superman, multiple Aquaman, multiple Wonder Woman movies that are the same characters, just played by different actors with a different storyline. You know what I mean? Right. Like, the whole thing about the multiverse is, like, in this universe, you know, the Joker's a good guy, you know? Like, there ha- like that's obviously a terrible example. But, yeah. I mean, like, there has to be a distinction, like, hey, this is this universe, so things are different. In this universe, this character is actually dead, and this character is here, and, you know, like, there has to be clear and present yeah. cues that you're in a different universe. Yeah. Because I think the idea is, like, the Flash movie is going to introduce that whole, I guess, expectation. And yeah. And yeah, that'll be, because they even say that in here, that the Flash movie will basically explain like, kind of what this is, right? You know, for the people that aren't super nerds like me that know exactly what the multiverse is. You know? <laughs> and then, but yeah, that'll be interesting, like, how they establish that in individual movies. Right. Yeah. yeah, it'll be it'll be curious to see how they pull this together. I'm all for the idea of a multiverse. I think using the Flash movie to set it up is good. But yeah, like I'm gonna like just drive this point home every time we talk about it. That if their version of a multiverse is just different actors playing superheroes and saying, "Oh, it's a different actor because it's a multiverse," like that's gonna piss me off. Like I want the Dark Knight from you know. Like, I want Batman from Batman Beyond, and I want, you know, a different Batman in a different multiverse. Yeah. Like, I just don't want the same shit with different yeah. actors. Yeah, and I think that's the key is, like, getting the, the right stories to do that, right? Mm-hmm. You know? And it's not like they don't have a lot to pull from. Like, there is multiverse in the DC comics where it's like, oh, yeah. in this in this one, fucking Batman is dead and he died tragically, but then in this other one, he's there, and in this one, yeah. you know... You know, the the superhero and this fucking rival, this uh, villain, are actually a fucking team, you know? Like, mm-hmm. there's... So, like, that's the kind of stuff that this could be absolutely incredible and super fascinating if oh, they yeah. do it properly like that. Yeah. But I'm a little nervous because I feel like the jump-off point for all this hinges on the Flash movie. Yeah. And that's a lot of pressure to put on one flick to set up the entire future of your uh cinematic universe yeah but so they better get it fucking right yeah yeah that is true i bet it i bet it does it fine you know because you got especially thinking of what they're bringing back you know they're bringing back you know ben affleck and uh oh god the original batman i can't think of his name keaton Yes, Michael Keaton, you know, so I think, I think by taking, you know, those guys and putting them in the Flash movie, like, that's going to immediately kind of give people the sense of like, hey, this is what this is, right? Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, it, it's, it's very easy to fuck that up too, right? Yeah, it wouldn't take much. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, I think if they do this right going forward it'll be cool as shit a lot of potential but there's also a lot of potential to just fuck it up too right you know yeah so yeah well i mean like just like 
I, I don't know if it's necessarily fair to point to this, but it just I think Justice League. Yeah. And when Justice League was first announced with Zack Snyder, it was exciting. And it was like, finally, like DC's going to have their version of the Avengers. And there was hype, and I was pumped. And then as trailers came out, I got a little less pumped. And then, you know, Snyder dropped back. Whedon took over. Then I saw the flick, and I was like, you know what? This wasn't good. And no. I could have done without seeing this. And this was... N- like nowhere near as beautifully crafted as uh, Marvel's universe. Yeah, and it, like it seems like they're kind of going to go the opposite way and not focus so much on you know having everything tie into one, you know, but kind of do standalone stuff, which I'm all right with. Like I don't need uh, everything to culminate into one thing. But. No, I, I also don't need it all to culminate into one film, like how the Avengers, you know, it all culminates yeah. into, you know, the fight for the Infinity Stones and the Gauntlet. Yeah. Like, I, I don't need that either, but I need continuity. Yeah. Yeah, and, like, to be honest, I don't think you're going to get that, because with the way they're doing this, it'll just be, hey, here is this movie on fucking Earth 2, you know, that doesn't affect anything else. So, uh, Yeah. And that's fine, but that would be because con- that's continuity because it's in a different universe. Like oh, it's yeah, explained yeah. away. Yeah. So I I'm totally on board with that. When I say continuity, like if you have like the my biggest gripe with DC's continuity is the fact that you have Superwoman and Batgirl and oh, yeah, Flash yeah. and the Green Arrow, like all these fucking essentially CW shows. And then when it comes to the big screen, none of those actors are in that. And you can explain that away to an extent with the multiverse where it's like, oh, yeah, different actors because they are different superheroes in a different universe. And I get that. But that's continuity right there. But like the current setup where the flash on television is not the flash you see in the movies and there's no explanation. Well, they did in one of the later seasons. They actually had Ezra Miller on it. Did they actually? Yeah, they actually did explain it for that one, which. Then would have explained because all of those CWs tie together, uh, like they have the they have massive crossovers, right? So yeah, but they don't tie into the films. Like the no. film and television was always two separate entities, right? And then I can't remember when it was, but they actually had Ezra Miller like come back and like I think give like a couple of lines of like, "Hey, I'm I'm from a different Earth. What's up?" Hmm. I, I think what'll end up happening is like they'll keep doing all of that CW stuff and they've kind of loosely explained that and then direct tie-ins will be HBO Max and cinema stuff, right? Yeah. Where it'll that's where you might have the same actors, you know, do it right. Yeah. I guess the only time will tell. Yeah, I mean, it's it's good they got a game plan now, right? Because it's, the DC stuff was always like, what are they doing, right? Yeah, so. it was always a complete fucking mess. And like, I don't think you, I don't think you need a super genius to be over at that studio to just, you know, lock off a conference room for a day, get a bunch of like pieces of paper and go, okay. This superhero is going to have a movie and this one and this one. And then these two are going to link together. And this group over here is in one universe and this group is in another. And this one would be a better TV show. Like 
you don't need to necessarily have the plot and the screenplay and everything written out ahead of time, but I mean, I don't understand how hard it is to just get a fucking whiteboard so that you can have, you know, you can step back and see your universe, like have a goddamn plan, a roadmap. Yeah. And it seems like up until now, anyway, they never had a roadmap. It was always just someone's like, hey, you know what? I'd like to do this Joker movie. What do you think? Okay, that sounds interesting. Yeah, let's do that. Let's let's recast the Joker. You pick who you want and go do your own Joker movie. And then someone else goes, hey, you know what? We haven't made money off Batman for a while. Oh, yeah, you're right. Okay, let's reboot Batman. You know, there was never any, like, fucking forethought put into anything. Yeah. Yeah. Well, at least I got something now. Yeah, so I'm I'm gonna be weary, but I'm excited. Like yeah. I, I would love nothing more than to have like a nice full featured DC multiverse. I'm yeah. I'm totally on board for it. Yeah. yeah, me too. And then with the DC stuff, James Gunn revealed that his spinoff show is going to be super R-rated, apparently. And that's the best headline right there, because it doesn't say it'll be R-rated. It says it'll be super R-rated. Yeah. And that gets me excited. The blood is flowing. I can't wait. Yeah. Yeah, he said... uh, Yeah, he was like, if we edited it for broadcast TV, we would like it would be seconds long. So he's like, we can't put it on broadcast. That's awesome. Yeah. And I, I I wonder, I have to wonder, and like maybe it's completely unrelated, but given the massive success of the boys and being, you know, R rated, very yep. R rated, yep. I have to wonder if that had any sort of influence in HBO being like, okay, we're on board with this, or if that even influenced James Gunn where he's like, I wanna do it, but I like I wanna do it dark and violent and R rated. And he's like, hey, look, the boys is successful. Let me do that for us. I think that plays a part in it. Like, if you look at what's been successful, you know, like the boys, super successful. That Joker movie, which was R-rated, was super successful. Deadpool? Yeah. So I think... The standalone Wolverine? Yeah. So I think, you know, if you're HBO Warners, you look at all that stuff and go... People will watch that and we can make money off of it. So if people have ideas for it, like we're not going to ham fist them saying, hey, you got to be PG-13, you know, like Marvel where it's like we have to have all this time together, right? Mm -hmm. You know, that is the benefit of doing the whole multiverse shit where it's like, hey, anyone can do it and we can just say this is in Earth 3 and not a part of our, I don't know, fucking Justice League one. Yeah. Or whatever, right? While at the same time making things like Wonder Woman that are PG thirteen. It you know, family friendly. So Yeah. Very true. Yeah, looks like not a whole lot of information. I mean we've already kind of discussed the Peacemaker spinoff. I think it's gonna be fantastic, but that is that is very exciting to hear that it's going to be, you know, R rated and dark and gritty and everything I want out of a Suicide Squad spinoff. Yeah. And, like, I think what makes me real happy about this news is, like, that means you could have, you know, R-rated Batman stuff or whatever, right? You know, on HBO Max? 
you know you could do some of those darker stuff right i gotta i wonder if we will ever get a genuinely r-rated batman film and not like a like because i have a feeling that with some of their films that is going to be straight to hbo max and stuff like that where it's you know oh it's in the same universe and stuff that they're going to be lower budget right like i'm thinking teen titans yeah but like i would love to see like the full blockbuster treatment like a-list fucking actor amazing script but dark violent like i mean in the batman comics like yeah batman doesn't like typically kill people but like he's fucking ruthless yeah yeah like he's not gonna kill you but you might eat breakfast out of a straw for the rest of your life right yeah and like there's comics where he's not like that too right depending Mm -hmm. on i guess what iteration but yeah there's definitely ones where it's like he's gonna fuck you up right so yeah exactly so I'd, i'd i'd love to see a blockbuster batman that's like that like in that vein yeah yeah and i mean that robert patson one i don't think it'll be that but it it has that kind of tone but yeah it definitely it does have dark undertones but i mean like i i want to see yeah. like broken bones and yeah. like you know like i want to see raw gritty violent batman yeah i want to see that uh and that Batman v Superman, that Batman warehouse scene, give me that with a bunch of, but ramp it up. Mm-hmm. Give me that. Yeah. And it looks yeah. like that's uh, that's all of our exciting news for the week. Yeah, it's that kind of holiday break lull. Nothing's yeah. really happening. No, and like I know I personally didn't really watch anything new or exciting. I mean. You uh you got in the flight attendant, so how was that so far? Yeah, I watched that uh all of it actually, just as a background show kind of thing. And it's it's alright for what it is. I mean it's nothing spectacular. Um essentially the premise is uh oh that girl from the Big Bang Theory. Can't remember her name. Haley Cuoco. Yes. So she's a flight attendant and she uh kind of lands in one of these countries and ends up hooking up with this dude and then she wakes up and he's dead you know in the bed so it's kind of this thriller of her trying to figure out kind of what happened and it's kind of like a dramedy kind of thing where it's you know at the same time there's kind of some comedy bits and then you know it kind of touches on her backstory and kind of goes into that and yeah, it was just kind of nine episodes of that, and uh, it was all right. Like <laughs> it was on as a background show, so I was like, okay, I saw it on enough lists when I was making my uh, our list last week that I saw it on there a few times, and I was like, Meh, I'll check this out. And yeah, it was all right. There was parts that uh, I thought were pretty good. A couple of chuckles and stuff, and the kind of tone of it was kind of fun. Like, can like a kind of campy tone to it, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it was totally all right. Like, it's nothing to yell home about. It's also not bad. 
it's kind of one of those shows. And how does Kaylee do in it though? Like I I haven't watched it, so I can't really comment either way. But like just in like the few trailers I got, to me it looked like like she's obviously a different character than her character in Big Bang Theory. Oh yeah. But totally. it looked like she played it the same. Like she talked the same. Her tonality, her her mannerisms in her like physical movements and the way she spoke. Like yeah. if I closed my eyes and didn't know what was what, I would think, oh, this is just Penny from Big Bang Theory. Uh like there's definitely like Yes and no, I would say. When it gets into some of the serious stuff with her character, then I would say, and I don't know because I never watched The Big Bang Theory, so I don't know if she did like serious parts um, or whatnot. But when mm-hmm. she gets kind of into the serious aspects of her character, um, dealing with like her alcoholism and stuff, uh, like I would say. He does it fairly well, but then again, like I haven't, I didn't watch the Big Bang Theory, so I don't have that comparison. Mm, fair enough, but but I mean, like in the kind of regular stuff, like yeah, it is her Big Bang Theory, but I, that just might be her kind of acting style. Yeah. Um, but I thought she did the serious stuff fine enough, where I was like, okay, like you're. I I don't remember her do that stuff so seeing it i was like oh that like it was done well enough i mean it wasn't um the dude from devs you know quality you know where he gets into that serious stuff and you're like damn but like it was like oh that's that's fine for what the show is you know like it's not gonna win an award but yeah there's there's some range right you know yeah is that range leaping yeah probably not but like there is range like it's not just that character yeah okay so yeah um yeah if that made any sense yeah no i'm picking up your lane down but but yeah like it was it was solid enough um i don't know if they have plans to do more or if it was just a limited series but yeah it's it's a totally serviceable kind of dramedy kind of thing that like I said, I had it on in the background, you know, as I watched it and I was like, okay, this is holding enough of my attention that I want to see where it goes, right? But it was also one of those ones where I was like, I also don't want to sit down and give this my full attention. Yeah, that's fair. But yeah, it was solid. Like, I, I don't regret watching it. You know, it was a good time. All right, then. Yeah, that's the flight attendant. And I think it's nine episodes. So, not a long watch. And I uh, didn't really watch anything this week. Uh, for shame. Yes, I know. I know. It's mostly just been uh, the office reruns as I like cook and clean and do other stuff around the house. Yeah, fair enough. I did put on a little few of that James May Big in Japan Amazon original series. Okay. Yeah. Mostly background. So it's like it's not like it had my keen attention. But from what I've seen the couple episodes... I really enjoyed just because I like those. I like first and foremost, I like those guys from the original Top Gear. Yeah. And I I think James May is like hilarious in his, I don't know, the way he approaches things and handles, you know, situations. So that and 
the whole premise of the show is he just goes to Japan and he starts on the northern part of Japan and kind of works his way down and goes through the scenery and the culture and like Japan's always been a place I wanted to visit so it's super fascinating to see you know the beauty that is Japan from its snow-covered northern parts all the way down to its like massive metropolis and the southern regions right yeah. but I, I don't have a whole lot to say onto that one other than so far it's been it's been a fun watch and interesting if you're into those kind of travel-esque shows where you get to like see different places and cultures and whatnot fair enough mm-hmm. the only other stuff i watched is uh kept up with the stand i've been watching that every week and that's still pretty good that's what i wanted to watch fuck i totally forgot about the stand yeah and it's i'm curious when that show is going to get to its I'm trying to think of what to say without kind of saying spoiler stuff, but there's a point in the the story of the stand that um, everyone kind of converges into, I guess, the major part of that story, if that makes any sense. Okay. And right now the show is kind of getting to the point of like, hey, we're introducing all of these characters so that we can have these two groups clash, right? So it's this weird point of like, okay, we're introducing all of these characters and showing each of these sides, and then they're doing like flashback stuff to like kind of talk about those characters and like yeah. give them backstory. So it's like this weird thing of like right now there's no clear like direction of where it's going. But if you know the story of the stand, you know that it'll get there. It's mm-hmm. just not yet, right? So it's like this weird thing of like, okay. Like, each episode, like, they're not really telling you what the overall, like, plot is, right? They're just setting everything up. So it's, like, it's weird. Um, But I'm still enjoying it. It's just I'm curious when they're going to get to that point where they go, okay, these two groups come together and fight. And it's, like, I know that point in the book. So it's, like, okay, when are you going to get there in the show? Because I think that's where it's going to get its most interesting, right? Yeah. But yeah, it's still solid. I'm I'm enjoying it. Nope. Still on my list, just haven't made it there yet. Yeah. And then I've been I'm almost finished up the crown. I'm finally on that Prince Diana season, so that's good. And that's one that I have zero intent of ever watching. Yep, I figured as much. So but it's uh it's good. And uh that show is weird because they replace the actress and actors based on the times so they had the same people for the first two seasons and then they replaced them for the third and fourth and i don't like who they replaced the queen i like the girl from the first two seasons that's kind of disappointing but so they just like recast her like yeah that annoys the shit out of me well it's like i get why they did it because they're jumping like years and years okay that makes sense right because they're doing the span of like like they start when the queen first becomes the queen like with the king's death you know so yeah they have claire foy who's like a younger queen and then in season three and four which is what i'm on now they recast as like people in their 40s and 50s right Mm -hmm. so it's like i get why they did it but 
I just don't like the girl they replaced as the queen as much. Yeah, that's understandable. I get that then. Yeah. But it's solid. I mean, it's... You like that type of British TV, which you don't give a fuck about, but... Not even a little bit, no. But I do, and it's uh, <laughs> it's solid. So, yeah. Well, as long as you're happy. I am. I like my British TV. And, yeah, that's kind of been it. Yeah, alright. And then... As there wasn't a whole lot, we decided we would uh, just kind of run down a few kind of upcoming stuff in 2021. I've got a couple of lists here that just kind of shows what's premiering and coming out, and we figured we would just kind of scroll through and just kind of talk about what we're anticipating or most excited for. Yeah, and the first one scrolling down on the list that I'm excited for is obviously WandaVision. Yeah. Yeah, that one looks really cool because it seems like it's going to just be this weird-as-fuck kind of hybrid TV land time loop thing. Yeah. I'm totally into that fucking weird shit, so it's like... And I like both Elizabeth Olsen and Paul Bettany. I really like both of them, so... Yes, that one, that's the first one that strikes me, and, like, thankfully we don't have to wait too much longer, like... Not even two weeks from now. I totally forgot that was coming out that soon. Mm Mm-hmm. 15th. Cool. So. I'm on board for that. That one's really exciting. Yeah. I don't know if I'm excited, but I'm genuinely curious about the Equalizer TV show. I was curious until I saw that it was a CBS primetime show, and then I was like, eh. Yeah, see, and that's what has me concerned. Is it's probably just going to be one of those fucking cbs crime dramas yeah i think it is and like i honestly i had no idea until looking into the show that um like the equalizer with denzel washington like that's not the original like there was a series yeah before the movie i had no no idea yeah way back in the day so i i like the equalizer movies never saw the uh, original series so i'm not not sure, but I'm yeah. curious. I, I haven't watched the trailer yet, but I'm, I'm curious. Yeah, I mean, I'll check out the trailer after this, because that'll probably tell you whether it's going to just be another PBS crime detective drama, or if it's maybe something more than that, I would mm-hmm. think. Yeah. And, and The then- Silence of the Lambs? show that would be good yeah i'm curious about that although again cbs but i mean bring back that hannibal tv i know right like it was so good ah it was amazing yeah bring that back but i'm hoping that this can maybe kind of fill that void that they just ripped out of me when they axed that show yeah because yeah oh my god what an amazing series that was yeah yeah, if you do, you know, if they do this one right, I'd be curious, but, like, um, I'm also curious, like, kind of description is kind of based on uh, her as an FBI agent, so is this just going to turn into another one of those, where it's, she's just solving crimes as an FBI agent? I don't know, a better link to her and fucking... Hannibal Lecter, or, well, I mean, what's the, even the point? 
Yeah. I don't, I don't really care about Clarice dealing with psychological trauma and then trying to just be a fucking normal FBI agent. No interest in that. Yeah, and that would be my fear is, is it just going to be that and then a few like wink and nods to, you know, Hannibal Lecter, you know, in the season finale, right? You know? <sighs> yeah, I didn't even think about that. Right. Just because it's, it's a CBS network show, so it's like you kind of already know what those shows are unless they're going to do something like that other Hannibal show, which I don't even know if that was CBS. Mm-hmm. That, that's my fear is like, is it just going to be another one of those network shows? You know, and if that's the case, then if you're into that, you kind of already know what you're going to get. Yeah. It's got a trailer as well, so I'll, I'll probably watch both of those trailers. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of trailers that I'm going to be clicking through here after. Yeah. Because I can only imagine that you're all kinds of fucking pumped for all mankind. Yeah. Yeah, I really liked that first season. And they set it up where it's you're maybe going to go some places in the second season, which seem really cool. So, yeah, I'm pumped for that. And that's fairly soon, too. So, yeah, I, I can't comment because I never watched it. So, it's cool. And Joel Kinnerman? Kinnerman? Joel Kinnerman? Yes. He's really good. I like him. So, yeah, he's. I think he's very underrated. Yeah, me too. I think he just gets a ba- like he does really well in what he acts in. I think he just unfortunately ends up attached to uh, shows that just don't go anywhere, right? Yeah, or that don't have like a mainstream audience kind of thing. Yeah, where it's like the people that are watching it are like, "Oh, this is really good," but like your average person is probably like, "What show?" You know. Yep, yep, yep. And then apparently American Horror Story season 10 is sometime in 2021. I know, it needs to fucking hurry up now. I'm terrified because they normally typically come out around Halloween and I'm so upset and worried that I'm going to have to wait until October before this premieres. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, they're bringing back, like, all of the usual big hitters. Plus, they got Macaulay Culkin joining. So, like, I'm just so fucking curious. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. I'm. Because when they did that in uh, Hotel where they brought uh, Lady Gaga in for one season, I was like, oh, damn. Like, that's cool that you're bringing in this kind of unusual person for one season. And then they killed it, right? Yeah. So that seems like what this will probably be. I think so, yeah. That would be my best guess. It'll yeah. be a one-off Macaulay season. Yeah. But what is, but what he's, who or what he's playing? Like, oh, I just, so many questions. And I don't have any answers and I'm super impatient. I just want it right now. Yeah. Me too. Same with Atlanta. I am so fucking pumped for season three and it has been so goddamn long since they finished the second season. I just want it now. I actually never watched Atlanta. It is amazing is it it is it's like there's a reason that it's won so many awards and it's like highly reviewed and highly praised like i've heard that i just haven't got around to checking it out yet donald glover is just i think he's one of the most versatile and most talented people on this fucking planet yeah he does so much and he does so much of it 
really, really good. <laughs> yeah, that's just it. I mean, there's so many other people out there that like do a lot of things, but like he's one of the few people in the world that like when he does something, he doesn't just do it good. Like he exceeds at everything he takes on. Yep. Right? Like wants to be a comedy writer, smashes that out of the park with 30 Rock. Wants to continue writing, but decides to delve into acting. Smashes that out of the park with community. Decides he's going to be a rapper. Wins Grammys under the name Childish Gambino. Yep. Decides, okay, well, now I want to write and direct. And then wins a whole bunch of awards for Atlanta. Like, the guy is just... He's a fucking marvel is what he is. Yeah, he's a freaking nature. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, if you haven't seen Atlanta, like... I should probably watch it. Yeah, it's it's a it really is amazing, and like there is like a central plot, but a lot of it is kind of like I don't know, kind of like the Seinfeld thing, where like there is like there is a central like overarching plot over everything, but the episodes themselves individually, like they're related and they like reference other episodes, but each episode is you know at the core its own story. Okay, Hmm. and it it's yeah, it's just phenomenal. Like it's definitely more of a drama, but. It definitely has humor. I, uh, I can't remember the guy's names for the life of me, but there's a couple of guys that are on that show. And like, I feel like that was their big break because like, I'd never seen or heard of these guys before. And now I'm seeing them pop up everywhere. Yeah. I'll actually probably check this out because after I'm done with the crown, I need a few more shows. Maybe Atlanta will be next. It's a good one. Yeah. I've, I've always heard that. It just, one of those ones where it's like, I've heard this is amazing, but just never got around to it. So mm-hmm. huh. maybe I'll check that out. Mm-hmm. I don't really have much to say about Barry because no, I, mean, it's been on my list, but it's kind of fallen in the background. Cause like, it seems interesting, but also doesn't quite hold my attention. So I never got into it. Yeah. This is going to be your last season of fucking better call Saul. I heard. I know. Uh, I'm really excited about that. Mm-hmm. That it's going to end. Although my fear is that they're going to split it. Oh, and do like a mid-season break. Yeah. See Fox. Which, like, I don't want that because I, I'm super hot on that show, and it's like, don't fucking split it and do the Breaking Bad thing, you know? Because they did that with Breaking Bad, and she'll like, fuck, just give me that. Like, do all of the thirteen episodes. So I can just fucking binge it. Yeah, I don't know who started that trend, but it pisses me off. Whoever started that trend needs to be tried at the fucking hag because it is garbage. Yeah, it's infuriating. Yeah. And it just so happens that like a lot of like the shows that I hold in high regard do that shit. Oh. If you're gonna do that, just call it two seasons. Or just don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. Plain and simple. Just don't do that. Yeah. The one that recently (sighs) did that, that fucking uh, Billions did that. Yeah. And that pissed me off. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, especially because like that season of Billions was like kind of meh. And I was like, oh, fuck. Like, yeah. Yeah. It definitely... Like, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, it was like, just fucking finish it off. Same with the trend of where, like, you release a show and then you wait, like, two years before you do another season. Yeah. 
Like I'm I'm looking right at you, fucking Westworld. You killed me. You fucking killed me with that yeah. bullshit. And Mr. Robot did the same to me. And I oh, was yeah. I'm so invested into that show and then having to wait so long to get the conclusion. It crushed me. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. And then this one I'm excited for Bosch on Amazon Prime. I really like that show. I've never seen it. It's good. Uh, like a detective show, but done by Amazon. Hmm. And uh, it's, I believe this is going to be the final season. Okay. And it's their longest running show. Like it's, this will be season seven. So it was like one of their first shows. And uh, yeah, it's really well done. Uh, I like it. I'm cool with that. And the next one that I'm seeing that I'm into is Falcon and Winter Soldier. Oh, yeah. I, f- I feel like a bunch of the Disney ones on this list are going to hit high for me because there's a few shows on here scrolling down like evil, dear white people, dead to me, and I just never got into any of those shows. Yeah. yeah Falcon and the Winter Soldier would be, be good because mm-hmm. I think it's it'll kind of be like a not Captain America, but kind of that type of kind of stories. Yeah. I'm cool with that. And how pumped are you for the Gossip Girl reboot? Oh, I'm just crying myself to sleep every night waiting for it. (laughs) Um, New season of Hands May Tale. That's one that's also been on my list. Like, I've heard such good things about it, but I haven't sat down to uh, burn through the past three seasons. Yeah, me too. Like, I've never actually checked it out. So, um, yeah, I, I really should check that out. Mm-hmm. One of those ones that just never got around to it. Yeah. And then that Loki show. Yep, that's going to be another good one. Like, Disney's definitely going to knock her out of the park this year. Yep. And then I'm really curious about that Lord of the Rings Amazon Prime show. Yeah, I am that's, curious as well. That has a lot of potential. It has a lot of potential. There's a lot of risk, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because I think, especially after, you know, those Hobbit movies were kind of mediocre. You know, the reception for them was kind of also, like, mediocre. You're talking about, like, one of the greatest film trilogies of all time. It's Mm -hmm. like, yeah, there's, it's really easy to fuck that up. Yeah. Hopeful, but very nervous. Yeah. I will approach with caution. But if they do that right, then that could fill the Game of Thrones hole in my heart and be really good. Like, if you do that well, they'll have a massive hit on their hands. But there's a lot of downside. All I can say to that is, fuck Game of Thrones. Yeah. There's this one here, Midnight Mass, that I'm genuinely curious about, that I haven't really heard a lot or seen much about. But it's the guy who did the haunting of Bly Manor. Yeah, that's right. Which means he did the same guy who did the haunting of Hill House. And this watch might, those. This haunting of Hill House was amazing. I haven't finished haunting of Bly Manor. I think I watched the first episode. But Netflix, being Netflix, isn't doing any more of these haunting of series. Yeah. Because like, and I I don't know. Maybe because Bly Manor didn't didn't stream as well as Hill House. 
Like it's it's kind of they do it kind of like um American horror story where it's the same actors and actresses, but like anthology kind of different locations. Yeah, I can compl- I don't even know if it's like if it takes place in the same universe or world or at different time periods like as as far as I know they're just completely different stories. Okay. They just use the same actors. Right. And it's like written and directed by the same guys, but they had from what I recall, they had plans to do a third one after The Haunting of Bly Manor, but Netflix is like, no, nah, we're done. Yeah. And I guess now we're getting Midnight Mass, which kind of sounds similar. And maybe oh. it's uh, kind of like a spiritual successor kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been, I totally forgot about those Haunting Ovs, because I remember you talked about it a long time uh, ago, and I've been meaning to check it out ever since. The Haunting of Hill House was phenomenal. It has one of the most impressive um shooting sequences i've ever seen in my life oh really so much so that like i heard about it after the fact and i went back and rewatched it and i was like there's no fucking way and then like watched it behind the scenes and was floored it's like one long like 30 minute continuous shot like one camera that just like moves room to room but like the the stuff that's going on in the show takes place with like ghosts and then the normal people and it flashes back to like years ago and then fast forwards to now. And it was just, it was fucking mind blown. I couldn't even believe it. I was like, that is one of the most impressive feats of filming I've seen. Yeah. Whenever uh, people do like the whole one shot thing and when that gets done, right, it's cool as fuck. It like, in. Uh, oh. Movies come to mind, right? Because 1917 did that, where it was kind of meant to be this whole one shot, mm-hmm. which that was done exceptionally well. And what was, was the that, other one? That whole movie wasn't done in one shot. No, but it's edited to be one shot. Okay, well, I'm talking this scene was <laughs> filmed in one shot. Oh, okay. So, like, it wasn't edited to look like one shot. It was straight up hit record on the camera, and the whole sequence was done in one shot. Oh, okay. And then, like, like I said, man, like when I heard about this, I was like, no way. Went back and rewatched it, and I was like, still kind of like, I no, uh uh-uh, really? And had to watch some behind-the-scenes stuff, because I was floored. Yeah. Hmm. Now that we're talking about this, The the Haunting of Hill House might be my next show, because now I kind of really want to see that. It was impressive. It was fucking super impressive. Because... I'm a fucking slut for like really good cinematography, so mm-hmm, that's fair. I uh, I kind of really want to check that out now. Mm-hmm. I I recommend it. It's good. I can't comment on Bly Manor, and from what I've heard, Bly Manor is not as good as Hill House, but Hill House was phenomenal. Okay, huh? Crazy. Yeah. What else are you seeing that intrigues you? That's coming up mm-hmm. here. Ozark season four. You're gonna skip right over the old man. Oh, right. Yes. Jeff fucking Bridges, man. Oh, yes. Right, right. I mean, that just looks... I mean, Jeff Bridges... As a retired CIA officer. Yeah, trying to live off the grid, who keeps getting pulled back into the world he left behind. Oh, yes. Co-starring John Lithgow. Oh, shit. Who I'm a big fan of. I'm a really big fan of him. They're saying it's true grit meets the Americans. Okay. like... Sign me the fuck up. Yeah. Add that one right to the fucking queue. Yes. Yes. Yeah, that 
I didn't even hear about this before now. No, me neither. This is completely news to me. And it's some and it's like two guys who genuinely keep their ears to the ground. How did we miss this? Yeah. Well, Jeff Bridges has some medical stuff going on, so. Hmm. But yeah. Huh. Crazy. Really, yeah. yeah. Obviously, we're both really hyped for Ozark season four, the last yeah. goddamn season. Which they're also going to do that stupid fucking split. <sighs> yeah. What else we got here? Stranger Things is going to be fucking super balling. Yeah. You've watched Succession, right? You said that? Yeah, it's really good. I think you would really like Succession. Yeah? It's uh, it's like the HBO version of Billions, kind of. Okay. But it's... It's it's so good, and I'm trying to like think of the best pitch for it. It's like... The definition of rich people problems, um, but done really well by HBO. Okay, it's uh, I I think you would actually really really like it. I think you should put it a little bit up on your list because bump it up a bit. Yeah, because it's good, and I think just because of you like those shows, and this is done really well. Like I'd say, it's better than Billions. Better than billions. Yeah. It's a bold Better than claim. billions now. <laughs> okay. Um, but and actually I'd probably say it's maybe a little bit better than like early billions too. It's done really well. Well then maybe I will bump that up the queue. Yeah, and it's done by the person who did oh uh the fucking show on the housing crisis or the movie the housing crisis that uh, had Ryan Reynolds and Steve Carell. What yeah, can I think of that. I know what you're okay. talking about, but I can't think of it either. It's that guy, so he knows how to do those kind of businessy stuff really well. So, all right, okay, I'll I'll knock it up a few in the queue. And Stranger Things season four, I'm excited about that. I I still like that show. Yeah, I I really enjoy it as well. I like I know a lot of people that did not like the last season, but like I thought it was fantastic still. Yeah, yeah, I, I still liked it. Like it's it's not as good as like that first season that kind of came out of nowhere, but mm. but it, it still continues to be good, and I still watch the shit out of it and have a really good time. So yeah, yeah. And hey, a show on Netflix that has a season four. Say what? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that no kidding. Happen. Not but very often. Yeah. And then I still haven't watched The Witcher, but I assume a lot of people are going to be hyped for that second season. Yep, I am. And then Amazon also has that Wheel of Time series, which is kind of like another Lord of the Rings S type fantasy epic. Hmm. And that has a lot of potential because, like, books wise, that series puts like Game of Thrones to shame. Which, like, how crazy it gets, apparently. Yeah. So, if Amazon can do a really, like, dark and gritty Game of Thrones type show, I think they'll... That that could be a huge hit for them. Because then you could have, like, Lord of the Rings is like, okay, here's the, like, PG-13 kind of fantasy epic, like the movies were. Yeah. And then here's the Wheel of Time, like, 
here's Game of Thrones, but done good, maybe? I don't know. Let's see, that one wasn't even on my radar, so I guess I'll have to start paying attention. Yeah. And then, yeah, Witcher Season 2, that'll be... I'm probably more excited for Season 3 of You. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited for that one too. And I hope it's a good one because let's be fucking real. Netflix is going to cancel it after this season. Yeah. I'm not saying that because it's officially confirmed or anyone stated as such. Yeah. I'm just saying that because Netflix typically doesn't let shit run over three seasons. Yeah. But super, super hyped for that one. Yeah, me too. Because the show kind of came out of nowhere for me where... And I think it was because it like the marketing of it was super like not what that show is. Mm-hmm. I remember seeing the trailer on Netflix and I was like, that eh, just looks like a kind of shitty CW show. Yeah. And then I fucking clicked it to watch in the background. And like I kept like pausing my game going like, actually, I'm that totally isn't what this is. And I totally want to give it my full attention. That's, see, that's I, I my situation was very similar i didn't like put it on in the background and then get drawn in it used to pop up all the time on netflix like hey you might like this hey you should watch this and every time i would watch the little trailer they had on netflix i'm like this just looks like some stupid like romantic comedy like no fucking thank you and i don't know hundreds of times i must have been like fuck this i'm not watching this netflix quit throwing this in my face and then i don't know what happened but one day I ended up clicking on an episode, I think, because Netflix just wore me the fuck down, throwing it in my face every day. You were like, all right. Yeah, I was like, okay, I'll watch this. And then I was like, oh shit, this is not at all what I thought this was going to be. Yep. Yeah. Pretty much. Very, very exciting stuff. But I think that's that's about the gist of like the uh, upcoming television stuff. Yeah, although this article does uh, tell us how to level up our egg dishes, so we should probably just start our cooking podcast. <laughs> hmm. But yeah, it seems it for TV, and uh, there might be some stuff on there that that list didn't have, but that was, it actually had most of it. And then we got movies. Yes, which will be weird. They'll be, yeah. Movies are still weird. Whether this list is the same in a few months, if it's delayed or whatnot, who knows? Yeah. So, like, little things, eh. Cinderella, eh. There's that one with uh, Tom Holland on Netflix. But I don't remember what the name is. He's... Tom Holland on Netflix. Yeah, that's what they have the picture of that in the article, but I don't remember the name. I'm honestly not sure. I'm drawing a blank. Shut up. But essentially, he plays like someone who used to be like an army medic that gets PTSD, and he ends up getting a drug habit, and then. Turns to robbing banks. Okay. Harry. Harry. Yeah. 
And that one, that one's got a lot of potential to be really cool. Mostly because I, I want to see how he does in the more serious stuff. Like he did that Devil All the Time movie, which I've been meaning to watch on Netflix. But mm-hmm. like, I'm curious what he does. Because that movie is more like it focuses on him, but it's kind of a little bit of an ensemble piece. Yeah. Like, I'm curious what he does with, like, this is a a super serious movie and you're the center of it. Like, I'm curious if he can pull that off. I think he could. I think think Tom Holland is actually, like, a phenomenal actor. Like, putting Spider-Man aside. Yeah. I I think he's he's genuinely a very talented individual. Mm -hmm. And I think once he finally hangs up the the webs or whatever. I I think he's going to have a very long and successful career. I think he's going to be phenomenal when he starts taking, um, like deep, dramatic, very range based things. Yeah. Once he kind of starts to find, find his range where he goes, okay. Like once he kind of matures a little bit and kind of, I guess hones his acting skills. Right. Cause he's still fairly young. Right. Yeah. So I think, I think you're right. Once he kind of gets, more movies in them that you know aren't the the web slinging you know fairly good times you know then he can kind of find his range yeah i agree yeah rolling down and the new james bond movie i'm excited about that yeah i would like to know if they're just gonna fucking put it on street like they've they've officially decided theaters only because i keep hearing rumors going back and forth no no that I don't think they've confirmed either way and then throw in the fact that fucking MGM is also up for sale. Who the fuck knows? Yeah, it's all a mystery, I guess. Yeah. And then the Mortal Kombat fucking reboot I'm fucking shamelessly excited about. Just fuck yeah, give me a Mortal Kombat movie. I wonder if it's good. Did you ever watch the Mortal Kombat, um, the one who, you know how like Deadpool essentially got released because Ryan Reynolds and those guys made like the five minute Deadpool clip to try and pitch it? Right. Did you ever see, I think they're all on YouTube still, where some filmmaker was like, this is how I envision Mortal Kombat. And he made like four or five episodes that centered around individual characters. I think. And they were like 15 minutes long, I believe. I think I watched it, but a really, really long time ago. Like, if that sounds really familiar, like, I remember watching some sort of Mortal Kombat thing on YouTube. So I think I did, but I think it's been a really long time. But yes, that sounds sounds familiar. So, like, I thought that was exceptionally well done. I'll always love the original Mortal Kombat, kind of like a cult classic, because I know I was a kid when I watched it. Yeah. But, like, if you had to go back and watch it now, it's a little goofy and a little ridiculous. Yeah, but watching this guy's like take on how these characters would be and stuff like that got me super amped for the possibility of a new Mortal Kombat movie, like a live action, not a CGI yeah. one. Yeah, because if you do it right, it's yeah, it, it could be phenomenal. Like if if it's done right, this could be, you know, kind of like a new version, like tentpole, like mm-hmm. Fast and the Furious s kind of thing, right? Where you get new movies every couple of years. And the, the storylines and the characters never fucking end. No, and especially for the most recent Mortal Kombat video game uh, got really high praises for its story. 
which like when you read all the reviews people were like it's kind of ridiculous that we're saying one of the best parts of this game is the fucking story because typically Mortal Kombat doesn't have a and a compelling story right yeah so like yeah I think there's a lot of potential to do it really well but I also think there's a lot of potential for it to just be a fucking dumpster fire too yeah it it could go really poorly And then, what else we got? Quiet Place 2. Say that again? Uh, a oh, quiet... quiet Place 2. Yeah. Yeah, fuck, that's so far away, though. Mm-hmm. But I'm super excited for that one. Yeah. I, I was a big fan of that, and I thought that uh, John Krasinski really knocked, knocked that first one out of the park. Oh, yeah. So super excited to see kind of like where they are now. Yeah. Yeah, and I believe he is directing this one as well, too, so. I believe he is, too, yeah. So, yeah, that's good. And oh, the yeah. other one is, um, uh, the Black Widow fucking movie. Yeah, I'm excited for that. If, God, the fact that it got pushed so many fucking times. Yeah. Like, just fucking put it on Disney Plus already, Disney. Yeah, pretty much. Yep. Yeah, I'm excited for that one because that's... Yeah. That looks cool. And do some interesting stuff with that character's backstory. Yeah. I mean, Godzilla vs. Kong is probably going to be big and I'll probably watch it, but it's not something like I'm dying to see. I'm not dying to see it, but I really want to just see Godzilla fight King Kong. That's fair. As long as they make that part of the movie good mm-hmm. then that's all I need I really don't care about anything else in the movie yeah which is kind of why I watch the Godzilla movies is I'm like I just want to see the fight scenes I don't care about the plot well right? the last one I watched I only watched because Brian Cranston was in it right and then he was only in it for like what 20 minutes yeah not very much but uh, rounding out May though Free Guy and Spiral from the yep. Book of Saw. Like, I gave up on the Saw franchise after, like, movie number fucking four because it just yep. got so stupid and convoluted. But yep. this Spiral from the Book of Saw, I'm I'm very excited for that. And, like, Sam Jackson and, like, Chris Rock, like... Yeah. It looks real fucking good. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I remember when that got announced, I was like, I'm not going to watch another Saw movie. Like, I've seen them all. And they're all pretty much dumb. So it's like, I don't want that. And then I was like, wait, Chris Rock and Samuel Jackson? I was like, huh. And then I like was reading and they're like, soft reboot-ish. And I was like, okay. And then I watched the trailer and I was like, sign me right up. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I'm totally on board for that. Yeah, it looks amazing. Yeah. And Especially, with, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say the thing that sold me on that trailer is like, the one line that you need to have Samuel L. Jackson say, which is he turns around and he's like, oh, you want to play games, motherfucker? I was like, I'm in. <laughs> I, you just needed to have that line. And I was like, okay. Sold. Sold. It's like, take take my money. Like, Yeah, and like Free Guy, like I, I, I've been watching every trailer that's come out for that, and it looks so interesting to me. Yeah, it does. Just yep. like a real fun, fun movie. Yeah. That, yeah. 
that seems like exactly what that is. And, and I think if you're going to do kind of the R-rated premise of here's an NPC in a video game, like Ryan Reynolds is your guy. Yeah, for right? sure. So. We got uh, Fast 9, which, yeah, sign me up. Yeah. Fast and the Furious movie. I'll watch it, but I'm not going to be happy that I'm watching it. No one is. It's just like, give me that dumb bullshit. Give me, give me some cars doing some stupid shit. Crack a Corona and say family. You know, that's the movie. Fair. Uh, I am excited for the new Ghostbusters. Oh, yes. With uh, That focuses on the kids. Yeah. That one looks so good. Yeah. And, like, is someone that... Like, and I'll probably get fucking tried at the Hague for this, but I don't give a fuck about Ghostbusters. Um, like, they were just never my movies. Mm-hmm. So when I saw this, I was like, eh. and then I watched the trailer and I was like, oh, this is going for, like, kind of that, like, Stranger Things season one vibe of, like, the kids find their dad's old car, all red is in it. And I was like, that looks really good. I'm totally into that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and Venom, too. Venom's oh, yeah. also coming out in June. That's and right. That one I'm excited for, although I'm still... On the fence on Woody Harrelson? Oh, yeah, so much on the fence about Woody Harrelson. And I love Woody Harrelson. I absolutely love Woody Harrelson, but yeah. I just, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, that one... Yeah, like that picture that they... It was they had like an Instagram picture of him in it, and like when I saw that picture, I was like, eh. same thing. I was like, I like Woody Harrelson, but that picture did not do that justice. So I was like, I'm curious how that ends up working. I think he's either gonna knock it out of the park, or people are gonna be like, eh, that wasn't that wasn't the right fit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that one has me concerned. Everyone's all fucking hyped for Top Gun. I mean, like, I'm excited. I think it'll be fun. But, like, yeah. I, I don't know that I'm the same level of excited for Top Gun as everybody else seems to be. Oh, I'm so fucking hyped for Top Gun. Are you? Yeah. I fucking love the original. And, yeah. This seems like a, it's, it's going to be that. And, fuck. The plane shots and the fact that they're doing... It's all practical, right? That like they're just strapping cameras on fucking jets. It looks really cool. And when I watched that trailer, some of the plane shots, I was like, "Fuck, sign me up!" I just I want to watch that. Yeah, that's that's fair. I honestly would say that I'm a little bit more excited for Space Jam than I am for Top Gun. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, I'm fucking yeah. Sign me up for another Space Jam movie. Hmm. Did you ever think you were going to get another Space Jam? No, not in a million years. Yeah. Never, never would have thought I was getting another Space Jam. Nope. But I'll take it. I'll take a Space Jam movie every year if you want to give it to me. Yeah. Fair enough. That Uncharted movie? I'm I'm really curious about that because I actually don't think it's going to be that good. But I hope it. I hope it is. I I think it's going to be a good one. I know there's a lot of people who have reservations about it, but I think it's going to be 
I think it's going to be good. Yeah. Like, I'm hopeful, and I'll watch it, and I'm hoping that I come out, like, pleasantly surprised. Because mm-hmm. if you do that right, like, if you do an Uncharted movie right, there's a lot of potential, but and so far I'm like, eh. Eh. I'm on the fence. Well, that's, that's fair and completely understandable. But I'm going to watch it. And of course, we've talked Suicide Squad, mm-hmm. Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard. That one should be good, just because I thought Sam Jackson and Ryan Reynolds were an amazing team up. Yep. They actually never watched that movie, so. What? Really? No. It was funny, man. It was fucking funny. Yeah. I think I have it. I think I just haven't got around to watching it. But... I highly recommend watching it, then. Yeah, because that... You need your Friday night movie and whiskey. It's a yes. good one. Very enjoyable. Yes. Because, yeah, that team up seems really good. Uh, and then, yeah, it does. It seems like a lot of, like, little things that aren't too exciting until you get to, like, Dune. Yeah, which I'm really curious about that. I think it looks really good. Because mm-hmm. I love that director. Yeah, I'm. I'm still curious to, like, is it... Are they going to stop it from going to HBO Max, or is that still where I'm going to be able to get it? Yeah. I am also curious about, not curious because I want to see it, but like the new G.I. Joe movie. Yeah, the Snake Eyes movie. Yeah. Like the first one, it was like, okay, this is, you know, kind of like akin to how the Fast and Furious turned out was just like action-y dumpster fire fun. Yeah. But then... Somehow they took that away when they did like the sequel to it. So I don't even I don't even know what to expect with another one. Yeah, and like I'll probably watch it because I mean fucking Snake Eyes is cool. Yeah, that's like the coolest of all the characters. If you give me some like dumbass Snake Eyes action, like yeah, sure, I'll watch that. Hmm. And Mission Impossible Seven will be amazing. Yep. The new Spider-Man's going to be amazing. I think we've talked about those at length. Yep. And then that pretty much, as far as I'm concerned, on stuff that I'm hyped for, it's The Matrix 4. Yeah, and, like, I don't... There's still not a whole lot of information out on that, though. No. Like, I'm not going to lie. I'm fully expecting The Matrix 4 to be pile of shit. Really? Yeah, like, the first Matrix movie is really good. And then the second one is, like... There's some cool stuff, and then, like, in, like, the third one, like, and they haven't made a good movie since, in my mind, the first Matrix movie, so, I don't know. Interesting. I don't know. I'm genuinely excited for it. I think it's going to be fantastic. Yeah, like, I'm going to watch it, but I don't have high hopes for it. Well, I'll have high hopes for the both of us then. Fair enough. Like, I'm still going to watch it, and I hope it's good, but I don't think it will be. Don't to say, I do love Keanu, though. Who doesn't love Keanu? No one. No one hates that man. That's... Yeah, that's pretty much the whole list of uh, up-and-coming stuff from 2021. Yeah. Which, um, I'm curious... Yeah, curious if stuff ends up getting pushed again, or 
gonna have a fucking theater to watch some of these in yeah honestly i think like going through and seeing like oh this is supposed to come out this month and this month i don't think any of this is going to be set in stone i think even with the vaccine rolling out that there's still going to be restrictions and i think if they don't go completely bankrupt by then i i don't think i think summer at the earliest before we start seeing you know anyone really trying to attend a theater again yeah and then even if things are looking good how many people are are going to be comfortable going out right you know yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I will say the uh the year for TV seems uh exceptionally well. Yeah, so much think- so much TV is coming out that I'm like I'm really excited for like 15 to 16 shows this year. Yeah, there's there's definitely a lot that I w- am excited about and not just like returning shows but it seems like we're getting some nice new series too that have a lot of potential yeah exactly so yeah it's we're getting to that point that like tv is kind of like surpassing movies almost Mm -hmm. there's so much of it and there's so much of it that is really good right like a couple of years ago i would have never thought that like i have upwards of 15 to 16 new tv shows that i'm looking forward to and four or five of those are new like totally new like kind of ips right yeah that's insane but yeah yeah well i mean i guess that uh brings us to the end here yeah i don't really have a whole lot to add it's hopefully uh the news cycle next week starts picking up with some more exciting news and yeah maybe i'll start in on either the stand or succession this week well stand is nice because it's, it's like on, there's only three episodes so like you so can, can kind of i can continue. get caught up real quick yeah and then because it's doing the weekly release thing succession mm-hmm. is like there oh, that's not that big either it's like two ten episode seasons or eight now reach that one wouldn't be too bad either but yeah Yeah, guess we'll see how she pans out yeah all right well then i guess this is where we better do yep and catch on the next one later